Welcome to Bayan, a podcast about the intersection between Taiwanese and American culture. I'm Joe. With me is Jack. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jack and Anna. Hello. How are you guys doing? We are good. It's、uh, getting cold, but we are good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love fall weather. It's been beautiful out. All the leaves changing, the maple trees, very gorgeous in Japan. Yes.、Uh, yeah. So, have you guys heard about this、uh, FTX story in the news? Yes, yes, we look at many news about it.、Mm. And what have you? Wh- what do you guys know about it?、Mm. Yeah,、uh, we know there are many Taiwanese they're losing money in FTX. Uh, actually, uh, it's been verified that、uh, Taiwan is the the fifth biggest、uh, disaster zone in、wow. in the world, and there's a reason that uh, uh, we we use FTX so much because、uh, the the first、uh, platform is、uh, Binance, right? Yeah, and Binance is opened by Mr. Zhao. That's right, and and he is a Chinese. Yeah, <laughs> right.、So、he's a he's a Canadian why,、yeah. citizen,、uh, but yeah, he's a, a、yes. Chinese descent. He, he keeps saying that Binance is not a, a Chinese company,、mm-hmm. but still, Taiwanese go to FTX a lot. Really,、uh, I didn't know that. Because we, yeah, everything if you with China, then we will have some like suspicious、yeah. thing. Maybe it's related、mm-hmm. to Chinese. Government. Oh, interesting.、Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a challenging thing when it comes to Chinese companies. Is where does the line between their government and their company,、mm-hmm. uh, where does that line lie? And that's a lot of the problem investors have had looking at Chinese companies. Is sometimes they're slow to invest because they don't understand where the company ends and the government begins. Yeah,、mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, uh, the the the、uh, previous fourth order of the disaster zone is uh, first one is England, second one is China. China. Why China don't use the Binance? <laughs> <laughs> Third one is Singapore, and fourth one is Korea. Wow,、oh, Asia, Asia so, country. So Asian、yeah. Asians have really invested heavily in cryptocurrency. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm so surprised that America is the seventh. Wow. Yeah, me too. Seventh. How how come? I thought FTX very strong in United States. I so I can just tell you I've never、uh, invested any money in cryptocurrency personally.、Mm. Um, for me, it's just too risky. Yeah,、uh, I really love the idea of cryptocurrency because I have a lot of issues with the way that the Federal Reserve and the central banks、um, yes. handle their money. I have an issue with the printing of money and inflation. <laughs> so there's a lot of problems we have economically that I'm hoping cryptocurrency can help find a solution for. Yeah.、Uh, but personally, at this stage in its development, I've never felt comfortable investing. So. Maybe many of my uh, American uh, colleagues felt the same. I don't know. I know that it's been a very popular subject.、Yes. There's a lot of people who made a lot of money in it, but I- I'm also shocked to find that United States is seventh in losses from this collapse. Yeah.、Um, why Why do you think so many Taiwanese people have invested in cryptocurrency? What is the attraction? Because we love money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's been a it's been a popular way to make money in recent times. You know,、yeah. it's very volatile. Yeah, lots yeah. of ups and downs. Yeah. So okay. So especially it's just, in the past two years, like、mm. many、uh, Taiwanese people start their investment in stock market or the cryptocurrency. So I think it's a、uh, and FTX provide around eight percent of interest. You just put the uh. 
just buy their stable coin, they will give you 7%. So many Taiwanese people, they kind of they, they put their cash into FTX and now they lose a lot. Wow, people must be very upset. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you guys know why FTX collapsed? Do you know the issues and how it all happened? Uh, we do some roughly study, but not quite understanding. Yeah, so the basic story is, as you said, the two biggest competitors in the crypto market were FTX and Binance. And the founders of those two companies were kind of rivals. Um, they didn't necessarily like each other. So um, basically everyone calls Sam Bankman-Fried SBF and the owner of Binance, CZ, mm. Cheng Peng Zhao. Um, so the two of them, you know, they were kind of working together on some level, but uh, Sam Bankman-Fried had made some tweets mm. questioning uh, CZ going to Washington to work together with regulators on possibly bringing some regulation into the cryptocurrency market. And CZ kind of fought back against Sam Bankman-Fried by making, first of all, he liquidated all of his holdings mm. in Sam Bankman-Fried's company. And then he made a public tweet saying, we are selling all of our positions in FTX mm. due to some information that has come to light. And this tweet started a rush where all the people who had their money with FTX started pulling it out. Yeah. Now, from an investor's perspective, this is a smart play because uh, basically all you have to pay to take your money out of a crypto coin is the, the transfer fee, which is not a lot. Mm. And so to get your money out of crypto, because if you lose, if the crypto drops, you lose everything. There is no insurance on cryptocurrency like other investments have. They have a certain amount of insurance behind them. Crypto is totally unregulated. It's He's operating out of the Bahamas. So if the value drops, you lose everything. So it's the smart thing to do as an investor, which is to liquidate everything you have, wait and see what happens, and you can always get back in, right? You, you pay very little to liquidate your cryptocurrency. So everyone started withdrawing their money, and then um, it became apparent that FTX uh, did not have enough funds to... Uh, you know, pay people all the money they were due. And this is when they put a freeze on people withdrawing their money and then eventually had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. They, they insist they have enough uh, uh, the, how the, fund. the fund oh. to, 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 to make people uh, withdrawing their money. That's right. Fine. Yep. But eventually people found that their, their fund is just the uh, elemental research. Uh, they, yes, they, Alameda Research. Yeah, they, they hold the, the most of the FTT. So so this FTT's price actually is not uh it's it's not people people really want to invest it. It it is just two companies to hype up the price. Right. Yeah. So FTX had dozens and dozens of sister companies that were connected to it. Alameda Research was the largest of those and it was the investment company of this whole um, arrangement. And it was being run by Sam Bankman-Fried's girlfriend, Caroline Ellison. And essentially, they were making extremely risky investments using customer funds transferred to them from FTX. Um, the relationship's even more confusing. Alameda made a $1 billion personal loan to Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, and a lot of the money was just being shuffled around. And this wasn't being done with with directors, you know, a board, board of director meetings with um, official communications, these these decisions were being made through like text messages that were oh. deleted so that there was no record of them. The way that this company operated was extremely shady and what a lot of people would call unprofessional. And it's only now coming to light that it was basically being run, you know, like uh, like a pyramid scheme, essentially. Mm. And a lot, a lot of um, questionable decisions were made. 
Uh, and only once people tried to get their money back out did it become apparent that it was a house of cards, um, which has now collapsed. And a lot of real people are losing their money and their investments. Mm. The entire concept of cryptocurrency has been seriously damaged by um, by what's happened. And moreover, SBF was also he was a huge donor of money to many different causes. He was involved in donating money to the Democratic Party. Um, he was a champion for giving money to intelligent causes, and he's damaged that community as well. So a lot of these things that are important, you know, new age um, technological approaches to old problems that he was a champion for now have had their, their reputation damaged. So it, it's really regrettable that in addition to people losing their, in many cases, life savings, that um, these very important movements now are going to be suspect for the foreseeable future. It's just sad. Yeah, it's so insane. I think. Mm. Yeah, Joe, do you think this is uh, very similar with the maybe like the two thousand dot com bubble? Um, dot com bubble. I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's more similar to um, Enron or the two thousand eight financial crisis. Mm. Um, something along those lines. I mean, the the same CEO who took over Enron and saw them through their bankruptcy has now taken over FTX and is handling their bankruptcy. Yeah. And he oh, said yeah. he said it's the worst thing he's ever seen. <laughs> he said this makes Enron look like nothing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean it's it's different in that it's, you know, in the in the space of cryptocurrency, but yeah, it's similar in its its impact that it's going to have. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, millions of people literally will be affected by this. Yeah. Because uh, my 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 opinion is that I I also very looking forward to the cryptocurrency's future, but maybe it's Jeff uh, bought it recently. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not with FTX. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> and but, after FTX collapsed, he bought more. <laughs> no no no. no. <laughs> oh, buy buy the dip. Very very few portion. Okay. Very few. Okay. Which which <laughs> cryptocurrency did you buy? He's gambler. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, is it is it Ethereum? Ethereum. Ethereum. Okay. Yeah, I bought that. Yeah, because I'm really looking forward to the cryptocurrency future. I don't understand much, but my opinion is same as yours. Like uh, the 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 uh Federal Reserve like keep doing the inflation and like keep printing money and like traditional finance people like like fuck up the finance system many times and people suffer and some people even suicide. That's right. Yeah. So. So yeah, we I'm looking forward to the cryptocurrency can make the revolution, and maybe in the future there can be a system that won't control, won't be controlled by the government. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, maybe it's too innocent. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a great hope. I have the yeah. same hope for it. You know, that's yeah. what I see in cryptocurrency is a decentralized currency system that makes sense from a modern scientific approach mm. you know a lot of a lot of um the conventional thinking about inflation and about the velocity of money like oh you know this money's velocity isn't very high so it's okay if we print a lot of it i mean this is totally flawed thinking yeah. and if there's anything we've learned from our financial institutions over the past decade is that they have no idea what they're doing mm. um so yeah i'm with you I, I have great hopes for it as well yeah so i i I really like kind of hope this is just the dot-com bubble because people know uh, after dot-com bubble, the internet goes uh, very, very fast and uh, develop. Now we have, you know, like uh, Spotify or YouTube or very quick, very good service by the, by the internet. So maybe a uh, cryptocurrency's future is still bright, but this time is a bubble and we need to, you know, burst the bubble to, to make it be regulation. 
something like that. So that's my hope. Right, right. So you're buying the dip. Well, I, I mean, I hope it works out for you. And I have, you know, high hopes for the future of cryptocurrency. Um, let's hope that this is what you said, just the bursting of a bubble. And maybe some lessons will be learned from this, you know, painful lessons. But in the future, maybe some level of um, regulation is necessary so that something like this doesn't happen again. Um, there's another interesting angle to this whole FTX thing. And that is Sam Bankman's Freed's use of a nootropic called selegiline. So are you guys familiar with the term nootropic? No. no. So a nootropic is a substance that people use to improve their mental capacity, uh, to think faster, to focus better. Um, it's been long used in universities and by you know writers and all sorts of professionals who need to focus and work hard to make a deadline. Um, Adderall and Ritalin. Have you guys heard of these substances? No. no. In the United States, a tremendous amount of people people who have ADD, attention deficit disorder, or even people who just are having a hard time focusing get prescriptions for these drugs, Adderall, Ritalin, which essentially um, helps them focus in the short term. But there's a lot of drawbacks to these. And then a lot of people even who don't have you know, attention deficit disorder are taking these substances to try to improve their own mental performance. Now, there's a wide variety of nootropics out there, all sorts of different substances, um, but there's people who call themselves biohackers who are trying to find creative ways to use modern pharmacology to improve the their abilities of their minds. And Sam Bankman-Fried was taking one such nootropic. Um, there's a picture where he's sitting at his computer and you can see off to the side the package for what's called MSAM is sitting on his desk. And MSAM is the name of this um, variety of selegiline. And... This is something that can be taken to... It, it's supposed to go to people with depression or Parkinson's. That's who it's normally. But, I mean, with the right connection, you can get almost anything um, you know, given to you by doctors in the United States. It's really not difficult to get a hold of these medications. And so he was using it for alertness and focus. But there's some interesting side effects of this particular nootropic, which is that it can often... Um, lead people to engage in riskier behavior than they normally would, such as gambling. Mm. Sound familiar? FTX has been doing some gambling. <laughs> also, yeah. another common side effect is hypersexuality, just having Aww. a super high sex drive and, again, engaging in very risky behavior that you normally wouldn't. Um, there's been a lot of you know talk about um, the management structure of FTX, which is that Sam Bankman-Fried and nine of his other um, managers of his company were all living together in the Bahamas in a kind of polyamorous situation where, you know, multiple people are dating multiple people. I, I don't know if all of that's true, but, you know, gambling and hypersexuality, wow, that certainly sounds familiar mm -hmm. in, you know, the what was going on in the inside of this company. Um, w would you guys take a nootropic if you uh, if you, you knew there would be these side effects, but it would actually help you be faster, smarter, more focused? Do you think that's worth it? Would you try it? If it's not going to be addicted, I would I would like to try. You would try it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the movie Limitless. Limitless. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If I keep using it, I can become the president. Like, Come on. <laughs> I think it's very. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, you guys will have to do some research. I mean, it's a developing field, but mm. my experience is that nothing in the human body comes for free. There's always a balance. There's always a downside. So if you're getting these, 
advantages and these these positive effects there has to be some downside you know yeah. I, I don't believe no, nothing is free yeah but it's uh, the, the concept is fascinating because mm. uh people usually say like we only develop the brand only maybe like two percent yeah i've yeah. heard that stuff yeah. I, it's not really I, I don't believe that stuff actually accurate but yeah what it's hinting at is mm. the amount of human potential that we haven't tapped into yet yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you want to tap into it I think yeah, it's worth worth to try. Yeah, mm. but but I have a tough question to you. Sure, is this some kind of conspiracy? Uh, that's a good question. Some yeah, people because, have said because we we cannot find this kind of news in Chinese uh, really? media. It has very 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 few. And I think do do we know it before this thing happened? Because maybe it's the excuse like uh, he will say, oh, I have some mental problem because of this kind of. Like the right. medicine, so yeah. <laughs> it's, certain, it's, it's certainly yeah. possible. Yeah, the, oh. the the picture was featured on Twitter. I'm not sure exactly when it was taken, but you can some internet detectives kind of looked at this uh, medication that was out on his desk, figured out what it was, and then it's it kind of a newer piece of news. And I don't see it being talked about largely either. It's kind mm -hmm. of a, a subset of this whole FTX debacle. But I found it really interesting, and the yeah. whole subject of nootropics and biohacking is yeah. fascinating to me. I mean, there's a lot of people out there using lots of new technology, even gene editing, yeah, doing yeah. gene editing on themselves. Um, I watched a documentary about that. And I think it's fascinating that individuals are taking their health into their own hands and are trying to find solutions in their own home for you know, putting some of this modern uh, pharmaceutical knowledge mm. to, you know, to deploy it. Um, it's fascinating. So yeah, who knows? It could be. It could be that he's. He, it could be a conspiracy. He could be trying to blame his actions on this medication. Say, oh, I was on drugs. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but in any case, it's an interesting little side part of this whole FTX uh, debacle. Yeah, mm. it's, it's a very interesting angle to mm. look at uh, this event. Yeah, but Joe, do you think uh, uh, this is correct? I mean, uh, this angle is that uh, maybe people can uh, editing the gene or or doing the uh, biohack, mm -hmm. something like that, and then we can, the human being can be become the god. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the the potential is just like the movie says, limitless. You know, I think in the future, um, they will have access to medications and modifications that expand i mean the cell phone is already a good example of that it's yeah. not biologically based but it's technology that we supplement our lives with which makes us infinitely more intelligent than we would be otherwise mm. the amount of information i have access to i mean it's it, we're already kind of cyborgs in a way walking around uh. with these phones in our pockets where we are co-opting technology to increase our own intelligence and knowledge so yeah, whether it's done biologically or technologically, I absolutely think this is the future. Myself personally, I'm very conservative with these things. I'm not <laughs> taking any nootropics. So you won't take the first step. I won't. I won't be the first guy to get the cyborg <laughs> implant in his brain. No, but there's other people out there who are doing it. I see. Um, yeah, I think the potential is extreme. But uh, mm. when it comes to making, you know, personal decisions. Yeah, I'm, I'm very conservative <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm. I'm not going to be the first guy. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I. I think that was a. Two two years ago, a report said that people have potential to live to 150 years old. Oh wow! And with a very healthy condition. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've read some stuff about longevity science. Um, it's fascinating. You know, they're looking at all sorts of other. I mean, there are biological creatures on the planet Earth that will live indefinitely. No. They don't get old and die. And studying how they're able to do that and why, you know, it, it, we're starting to question the assumption that uh, death is 
unavoidable. Maybe it is avoidable. Mm-hmm. But that brings a whole other question. Is, is that a good thing? Like think, for example, if the rich people from the 1600s were still alive today. Oh, my God. It, oh, my God. It, it, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be like, oh, you know, I don't know why everyone's down on this whole slavery thing. It was, it was great for us. It's kind of important, I think, that each generation dies and gets out of the way and makes room for the new generation. Yeah. I mean, just because we can live forever doesn't mean that we should. I don't know. I'm open-minded about it, but I am skeptical. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, who's going to have access to it? What's it going to be used for? And is it a good thing to live forever? I don't know. What do you think? Would you, if, if there was a medication you could take today, Anna, and you knew it would make you immortal, would you take it? That means you need to work forever. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm poor, so I don't, I don't want to live for so long. Yeah. If I'm rich, then maybe it's yes. I don't know. Really? Okay, so let's just uh, say you're rich mm-hmm. and you have access to this, this medication that's going to allow you to live forever. Would you take it? Okay. If I'm happy, then if I'm living happy life, maybe yes. But things change. Maybe you're happy now. Maybe in the future it becomes a prison. Maybe... I mean, have you, have you ever watched those vampire movies where they, they can live forever? They're all miserable. They're in torment. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I think it really shows how it wouldn't necessarily be a great thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I, I think that it's, it's good that we die, maybe. I think oh. if the whole community, for example, the whole uh, Taiwanese people or whole country, whole Japanese people... Have have this medicine. I think it should be fine. <laughs> oh, as long as everyone's coming with you, you're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you won't be alone. <laughs> what are we going to do about overpopulation when no one dies and new people are being born? I mean, send them to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Great solution. Jack. Come on, they can walk forever. <laughs> oh my god! I, I appreciate your bravery, <laughs> but I wish you good luck. You know, with this, I hope it works out for you guys. Okay. So you won't you won't take it? I mean, I'm thinking not. You know, no. of course, I would have to see what it looks like. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think our minds are made to last for thousands of years. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I think it would become a prison eventually. And uh, uh, you you know, death is part of what gives life meaning. It's shortness. It's brevity. Um, the fact that it's a you know apparently a one time phenomenon that never comes back again. That's what makes every moment precious. If you knew that you had forever to live. What value would the present moment have? I will play a video again all the day. <laughs> <laughs> and then someday you're going to get tired of that. Yeah. You know? So um, anyways, interesting angle on this whole thing. You know, yeah. my, my heart goes out to all the people who lost money in this. Hmm. Um, I mean, that's the free market, right? That's the risk that you take. And especially, like you said, people got into it to make money. There was lots of money to be made. But the flip side of that is lots of money to be lost. So um, it's really unfortunate. I feel bad for the cryptocurrency community that's being damaged by this. But like you said, hopefully this is a, the bursting of a certain type of bubble. We learn from it. Uh, maybe some other people buy on the dip like you. <laughs> and maybe uh, this isn't the end of cryptocurrency. Maybe it has a bright future ahead of it. I certainly hope so. Yeah, I just hope uh, no people like uh, physically damaged by this event. Right. Yeah, uh, that's, that's something for people to keep in mind is if you've been affected by this and you feel like your life is over, you know, there's been times in my life when I thought my life was over, but it never was. It feels like that in the moment. But as they say, this too shall pass. You aren't always going to feel the way that you feel now. And at the end of the day, it's just money. It's important, but it's not life itself. And so if you have your health, if you're still alive and breathing, even if you don't have a dollar in your pocket, don't worry. You can make the money back. Money, Money is not life.
It's a tool. Oh my Problem. god! <laughs> because we just get fined by police, uh-huh. and then you just say it's, it's really encourages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to look at money as a tool. You know, it's not life itself. Sometimes you have to trade your life force to get it. You want to make the best trade you can. Yeah. But uh, really, your health and your happiness are everything. So don't don't let money control either of those things. It's just a tool. You're just like a life coach, <laughs> life coach Joe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it should be yeah. a new business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I coached myself through these things. I've lost money. You know, oh, I've made investments. Yeah. I've been on the losing end. I felt like my life was over at times, and it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. That things pass. Time will heal. Just uh, keep at it. You'll be all right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good rapping. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Do you guys have a phrase to teach me this week? Uh, yes. Uh, Can't today. wait. <laughs> <laughs> we want to change Mandarin challenge uh, to Taiwanese challenge. Oh, great. Today. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Enough. Today is uh, uh, say hello. It's di ho. Di ho. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Perfect. It's so good. Oh, Perfect. thank you. Now that first sound, <laughs> is it a D? Is it an R? Is it somewhere in the middle? D? D, I see. L. L. L? Uh, L. L. Okay. Li ho. Li ho. Oh, li ho. But it's pronounced like an L. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And how is this different? How is how is this different from a normal hello? It's the same. It's the same. But it's Taiwanese. Taiwanese. It's Taiwanese. Oh. Okay. Uh, very. How to say? Uh, people will feel very happy if you go to Taiwan and say li ho. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Very. Uh, friendly. Yeah. Mm. It's friendly. The same uh. word with ni hao. Oh. Ni hao is a Mandarin and mm-hmm. Li Ho is uh, Taiwanese. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so from now on I should greet you guys Li Ho. Li Ho. Li ho. Okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not too tough. I can handle this. Yeah. I'm up for this challenge. <laughs> okay. Uh, another one is uh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's Paise. Paise. Oh Paise. yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so good. And how uh, is this different from um, the typical Mandarin, excuse me? Uh, I think usually we say "对不起." Yes, that's but, the one I learned. "对不起." Uh, but "对不起" is too formal. Okay. Uh, but if you just like uh, something, just want to say "excuse me," uh, like "不好意思," you can say "paise." Mm. Paise. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. And so it, it feels very friendly, very casual. Very casual. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. so if I bump into the president, I should not uh, use this. <laughs> I think you can use it. Oh, really? The, the president will be happy. Oh, the pre- president of Taiwan would feel good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. That's good to know. I, I plan to meet the president of Taiwan, so I want to be ready. Okay. Now, in English, you can say excuse me either when you've made a mistake mm. and gotten in someone's way or when you want to speak with them. Is it the same with this phrase? Like if I'm walking down the street and I need directions, I can say paise. And, and then yeah. yes. you can use it. Yes. Okay, and if I'm getting onto the train and my shoulder bumps their shoulder, ah, paise. Oh, yeah, 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 same. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm. Okay, great. Scenario. I can use it yeah. for both scenarios. Okay, mm. great. Well, oh, very useful phrases. Thank mm. you, Anna. <laughs> I also have very simple phrase to teach you this week. Okay. okay. Really easy one. Uh, that's fire. That's fire. Yeah. So fire as an adjective. Yes. It just means cool, good, positive. Oh. So there's there's a new there's a new uh, let's say sneaker. Oh, that new sneaker's fire. Oh. Just means it's cool. It's good. Is it means popular? It doesn't necessarily mean popular. It just means cool. cool. So it could be popular, oh. but calling something fire just means that it's cool. Oh. Yeah. So if you hear this, then now you'll know what it means, and I encourage you to use it. 
That's I fire. see. Yeah, that's yeah. Fire. <laughs> what, what, what's fire, Anna? What have you seen recently that's fire? Ah, uh, uh, I know. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard? It's fire. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Perfect usage. Yeah. Now, now we don't tip. Now, okay, now you're teaching me about my own phrase. We don't usually use it for people. Oh, oh, oh I see. Okay, I'll teach you a different phrase for that. Okay. You can say Dwight Howard is keeping it 100. Keep in 100. Keeping it keeping 100. 100. Oh. So in this case, 100 can mean like 100%. Mm. So if you say somebody's keeping it 100, this is a little bit older phrase, but it still checks out. Uh, Dwight Howard's keeping it 100. In Taiwan. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so let's hear it. Okay, Dwight Howard is keeping 100 in Taiwan. Good, yeah. Keeping it, Keep keeping it. 100. Keeping it 100. Yeah, he's keeping it 100. Nice. Okay, nice. so this is your other phrase. Nice. And then for fire, we usually use it for things. Can I say Satsumaimo is fired in Japan? You absolutely can. Oh. Yeah. Now, what is satsumaimo? Uh, sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Sweet, <laughs> satsumaimo's fire. Yeah, it's fire. Beautiful. That's perfect <laughs> usage. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. For foods, oh. exactly. This is especially used about your taste for things, right? Oh. What you think is good, something cool, something. Yeah. So, okay. but but for people and their actions, they're keeping it one hundred. Oh. Uh, but I remember we can say to people that you are, you are very good, that you are on fire. Yes. Now, on fire, that's a different one. If someone's on fire, it means that they have done a whole series of actions that are all good. Wow. They're in the zone. Okay. They are, they are making, they're having many positive outcomes in a row, right? So if I made many jokes during this podcast, I said, wow, Joe, you are on fire. Whoa. Now, being on fire is different from being fire and it's that <laughs> word on so on fire versus fire okay right? that joke was fire you're on fire those two different things Whoa. yeah good good point though jack uh, but how to say you lose your job you lose, you, you got fired oh you got fired yeah 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 what? <laughs> yeah, yeah so to, to I know it's it's different but again the word that precedes fire is making all the difference being on fire you're burning, getting fired, you're losing your job, right? And being fire, it's just being cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. So you guys work on that, and and I will work on liho. Liho. And paise. 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 Oh, Perfect. I like it. Easy to remember. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for doing this. I always yeah. enjoy our conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and yeah, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Goodbye.